No, the, the I mean, worst way well, imaginable. See, here's the thing, Ray. I'm the kind of person where if you threaten to beat me, I'm gonna say harder. <laughs> I'm not saying beat you. Don't threaten him with a good time. And with that, you. welcome back to the Space Society Collective Podcast. Woo! <laughs> I love that that's where you want to start it out. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, welcome back, everyone. Uh, for the next couple of weeks, we're back going an old school format where we pick a show that we all currently watching, which would be The Last of Us. And for the next few weeks, we'll be reviewing it, doing our own spoiler cast review cast. Now, we ain't got money like these other YouTubers where they can do it right from the jump right afterwards. Mm, you get it like two, three days after the fact because we are that damn good and we are that dedicated to the show. So dead. Except one of us. I'm I'm very proud of the fact that I can't tell what specifically for when it comes to the gift that Benny just tagged me. <laughs> 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 I'm ha- I'm very happy with myself that I don't know what specific thing. <laughs> yeah. You're like fair enough. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so you get a treat everyone. We're going to talk about we're going to be talking about episode 1 and 2 of The Last of Us and then going forward one episode a piece. So, you could almost say this is like a bloater episode. Yes, this oh is a God. very bloater episode. To <laughs> which there is no... Hmm. You know what? I have a bit theory. All the, all, the, all the creatures they said that is not going to be in the show will probably be in the show. That's all I'm going to say. What do you, what you mean? They said which creatures are not going to be in the show. I remember them saying there was, like, there was certain creatures that we saw in the game that wouldn't make an appearance in the show. But I forgot. Like, I think, I, 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 I think, I think they, we get all of them. I don't. Remember. So you think? So you think we're going to get a get a bloater? I think yeah. so. No, no, no. I we think most so. definitely. No, we most definitely get a bloater. It was in the preview. It's going to um, the season. They change most likely. They're just going to change the way that it looks slightly or something. Because um, no, I, guys. Because I, I would say I went into Last of Us watching the only the initial trailer in 2022. And didn't watch anything else, and I just went into the show like, all right, I saw the trailer from last year, and that is it. And I have not, I haven't even watched what will happen next week or this season on The Last of Us. I just stopped after okay. as soon as the credits okay. rolled. I stopped. I'm in the same. I'm okay, the same. for to get rid of the um, speculation, there are bloaters. There yeah, because well, they the- hinted in episode two about them already. Like in the same sentence as hinting about the clickers. Because, all right, let's start with episode one first. Listen, yeah, let's go episode by episode. So, oh, one thing I will say: these fucking shows, their openings, like, fucking chef's kiss. Like, they ramp up the the creepiness, and they do such just a great way of easily explaining. The virus, um, Mr. John especially for like non people, because there's like quite a few people that I work with that are watching the show that haven't played the games and they're just like in love with it. They're like, No, this show's so good. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, it's uh huh, mm hmm. Like, if you, yep. if you like the show, you should try certain video games, <laughs> they have an easy but mode. just oh, also, I mean, like. I'm a I'm a mummy fan girl, so obviously I squeed really hard when Jonathan showed up. Even yeah, though... yeah, I was freaking out with that. I was like, oh my god, I haven't seen him in so long. Like Jonathan. But like, 
But is it? But is it a um a virus or is it a fungus? I mean fungus, but like. Just because I've been used to saying virus for the past three fucking years. Which also, like, how fucking ironic is it that a TV show about a pandemic out of control was filmed during a pandemic that was out of control? Excuse me. Excuse me. How wild is it to live in the city where the second game takes place in? During the middle of a pandemic, while you're playing it, going through, exploring, and seeing the places that you lived, grew up, at, ate... You know, kiss. Yeah. Live oh, your I, life out. I kind of felt. I kind, oh, I, I, and I wait! Kind of, you're gonna be. You're gonna be so happy because this show finally kickstarted me to go and start finishing The Last of Us too. I know I'm a oh, year and a half I was, late. You know I know I'm a year and a half late, but like. Oh really? You know, right? I'm with you. I'm with you, Ray, because when they got to California in part two, and they started saying the San Pedro, um, San Pedro, and then. Um, Catalina Island and everything. I was like, oh my <laughs> fucking God. LA got hit just as worse. Also, 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 please don't do spoilers for part two of the game because so, I haven't finished it yet. So, so Bedina, Bedina, I'm not going to chastise you or anything. I'm just curious as to why you didn't play number two because I've heard various reasons like people were super depressed and didn't want to be depressed anymore during the pandemic. No, were that was definitely mine. That was mine. Yeah, because I started yeah. playing it and then obviously got to a specific section and then I was like, mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> Not in the right headspace for this and I put it down and then I was like, mm, maybe later. And then a whole bunch of other, you know, shit happened. Other games came out. Uh, and then it sort of just started collecting dust. Do you remember the section you were at that you was like, no, no way? Oh, it's the. I mean, because I don't want to say too many spoilers, obviously for Persian and other people, uh, but it's the very specific um, moment early on in the game. Oh, <laughs> so so we won't do no future okay. spoilers. Yeah. I forgot to do the rigmarole. Hey, welcome back to Space Eye Collective. I'm I'm Desi. That was Benny and Lavario who couldn't get through the first couple of minutes of the game. That was that is the returning <laughs> race squared. It's, it's like a fucking hour and a half into the game. Like, what the hell are you talking about? And last and certainly not least, the illustrious DM of our campaigns, the Dama Lama Rider. I appreciate that, but this is not D D related. Whatever. <laughs> The Dame Alama writer. Hey. You can hear us, uh, as always, on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. To those on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, thank you for following us. We are slowly ticking and getting closer to 100 followers on both platforms. I'm proud I'm of that. Here. I'm very excited and very happy about that. You mean a hundred thousand? No, a hundred. All right, we 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 are no way near a hundred thousand. Oh, a hundred million. You know, yes, we're we're close to 100 million. So thank you. Yep. And now, so cool. Is it? But it's 100 million, but it's converted to Mexican pesos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now, episode one. I'm just gonna say this right the I did not know that was Stanley Newton's daughter. Oh yeah, she looks just like her. And the thing is, too, she's like only a quarter black. A quarter. Because I was that like, child. That's a strong that quarter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That child, that blackness was like holding on to their life. Oh my god! Either way, I, I have to say, like, fucking amazing powerhouse performance for that. 
beautiful Sarah. Like, I think that was one of my favorite things because, like, I also listened to like the the podcast they do, and so they talked about how like uh, Neil and um, I can't remember the other guy, Chris. Was that the other? The other producer. Yeah. Anyway, the two. Oh, the one who did Chernobyl. Yeah. I want to say. Druckmann? No, no, not no. no. Yeah. Mancini or something like that. It uh, is, yeah. Like, Chris, I feel I'll, like it's I'll, Chris Mancini, but anyway. I'll, I'll go Chris, Chris, um, it's, it's Chris Manson. There we go. And, 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 and he does get your movie like two and three. I'm like his his filmography. We talked about it before because yeah, he did the Hangover, like one of the Hangover movies, fucking scary movie. So I'm like, you know, just because you started off doing like dumb <laughs> dumb shit movies, uh, doesn't mean you're not talented. So like, keep dreaming, people. The, the range it just proves that he's even more talented. The yeah. Range. Some some comedy actors that go to drama are like some of the best drama actors because they yes. know that it's like it's the flip of the coin. Like if mm-hmm. you know comedy, you understand tragedy in a certain like way. like yeah. Bill Hader with um Barry Jordan Bill with his movies. Yep. Um, but anyway, so the the podcast it's like Troy Baker hosts and it's yeah the two co creators and they sort of just talk about the the episode but they were both very adamant that like the actors they got for the show that they don't play the games they were like do not play the games do not watch anything about the games like just go in with the script yeah which is weird when you think about it but at the same time like i understand it but but it makes so much sense it's weird to tell the fan base that and have it be like hey you guys should be super excited I made sure nobody played the games, and it's like I like I get where they're coming from, but that does not sound like a good announcement. But the actress who play, no. who plays, uh, I think it's Bella Ramsey, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah, she broke that rule and was like, "No, nah, I watch gameplay videos for of it." Fucking no, it, it makes complete. It makes complete sense why he did it too, though. Like when he explains himself, he's like, yeah. "I don't want them to try to imitate like what was done before because it won't be as good." So yeah. he wanted them to make the characters their own, and what better way of making them their own when you now look at the source material? And they said that right. they put everything they need on paper, so you do the rest. Because the source material itself is just an interactive fucking movie. Like yeah. you have no control over these characters outside of here. Let me shoot this gun a little bit and pick up some scrap metal, and jump in this fucking filthy disgusting pond and it's Um, one of the best games around and it's still (laughs) one of the best games around um and i think that like is sort of one of the helpful things that made this so far a good adaptation because the game itself was very cinematic um and did have just well thought out lore so it is just like it's almost like the storyboarding especially just that beat for beat recreation of the escape in texas like yeehaw that that was that was shot i think in the best way they could have done it yeah and and it's like i feel like some people might try to take away from how good it was like cinemagraphically Mm -hmm. um because they're going to always compare it to the video game and they'd be like, look, it's shot for shot, a remake. But 
do you realize how challenging that is to do in film? Yeah. And how fucking well and like how like not only was it executed, but the way that they actually shot it and how they must have been like problem solving for so many things. Because yeah, like oh, constant shifting back Mm -hmm. and forth in the center of the of the truck. Because they, yeah, they still kept it with Sarah's perspective, which I was just like, man, you. Ah. And we get more time with Sarah too. And line build line, up. What was said? Oh. Games too. Just see, that's like this is what I want from an adaptation, where it's just it's got the stuff there for fans, because the fans will be like, oh shit, that's from the game, and then like people not knowing anything about it will be like, holy shit, this is great, like. Yeah, like and, the thing too, though about the game, about the TV show is that it adds context, additional context yeah. to what yes, the world yeah. we know, things that mm-hmm. happen. You know, like why did Joe disappear in the middle of the night? Oh, it's yeah. going his brother out, out Joe. You yeah. know, Oh, why? Why? Like, how did it spread? Oh, through the flower. See, like, dude. But like, seeing, like, oh my god, the old lady in the background when she yeah, was like, like freaking like out twitching out, like, oh, that was one of the scariest moments. Oh. <laughs> One of the scariest moments of all film. It was so Just... good. It was so good. And then I, I do see what you meant when you told me because Des the other day told me, like, and like Sarah's gonna do something that's gonna make you be like, why the fuck are you doing that? And I absolutely get what you mean now. Mm-hmm. Just the whole like, why the fuck are you leaving the house? Stay the hell out of her house right now. Why the fuck? But at the same time, like in certain ways they did change it because mm-hmm. that didn't happen in the yeah. game but yeah the way that it led into each other was so minorly changed that it just made sense like the whole thing of like how joel actually meets the 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 soldier at the end of it like that mm-hmm. route is different but it makes yeah. sense why they did that and it's not that big of a deal on how they changed it yeah because there's just a lot from the game where you're just like okay yeah we obviously don't need a whole level of us trying to hunt down robert yeah. And shoot him up. They can easily explain it by like, oh, he double crossed Tess and Joel. And then yeah. you see like the dead bodies of him later and you're like, hmm, also tried to double cross the it, fireflies. Got and, it. And you gotta you gotta think too though, um like some of these things, some of these moments in the game are only there purely because it was a game, you know. Yeah. Because it makes it more interesting. It was more interesting for us to chase down Robert. Yeah. You know, but in the yeah. in the game in the T V show it's like what point is it for them to like yeah. Like it's not gra- yeah. it's not going to be as grounded if they mow through all of Robert's band to get to him. Yeah. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like that's the important thing of like adaptation is you trim off a yeah, trim off fat. You like condense a lot of a lot of stuff because I mean, or you give us more. So like especially like the scene between uh, Marlene and um, Ooh, uh, Ellie. Yeah, like giving us a little bit more of. Her backstory. Merle Dandridge like, returning to play Marlene. And, uh, yes. Yes. Ooh, sisters, ooh, ooh. Okay, have y'all seen, real quick, have y'all seen the, um, the actors from the game returning as? Do y'all know their parts? I know Troy Baker. I knew Merle Dandridge was coming back because they, they did like a highlight of her. Um, I know what Troy Baker's coming back as and what Ashley Johnson's coming back with. I'm going to keep my mouth shut okay. on Ashley Johnson. Okay, though. Okay, yeah. though. Um, okay, but I need like to talk about what I want 
from this show because like number one the horror of this pandemic happening in september of 2003 means like none of these people know the lord of the rings return of the king <laughs> they don't get heart. to see they don't get to see spider-man 2 like, Alfred Molina as doc ock you're like but more importantly will not if, have any of the early thousands classics yeah if there is not a fuck ton of juicy couture pants in this fucking show i am gonna riot because like, like we need that early 2000s fucking fashion okay it like, has to be because ellie's still rocking chucks all right chucks gotta be in production then if, if like if Ellie... are timeless chucks have been around for like fucking 70 fucking years like 100 years yeah. i don't know how long they've been around for a long yeah, fucking they're time they're because timeless. they're timeless you want to know something that that i didn't realize until this show mm. um i was like holy shit my mom dresses like somebody who is going through an apocalypse in 2023 and their fashion stopped in 2003 Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like fucking like women wearing like dresses and jeans. Like my like, mom currently dresses like Tess. You know, I'm just saying if there are not just like juicy couture uh sweatpants or stupid sweatpants that'll say naughty on the ass in this show, I'm so gonna be very fucking upset. Be my God. I don't need to see that anymore. I just that would take away from the mood. <laughs> also, I want them to be more dirty. That's what I loved about the games. Because, like, they showed that they were like, we're a fucking apocalypse. Like, we don't have soap makers. We don't. I thought, like, I, I thought they were really dirty. Especially in the first episode when Joel was uh, disposing of those bodies. You know? yeah, I mean, that's, that's ashy. That's not okay, dirty. But like, but like, okay, the whole because like Tess, Tess still looked pretty good. Her hair was still perfectly styled and not greasy. Really? You want to see the flaky uh, people hair? She, she, her hair wasn't greasy or dirty. It was nicely styled in a beautiful, like half up do that somehow didn't get tangles, even though she's know. been thought... trudging through the fucking wastelands. And her teeth are perfectly white. I didn't think it was ugly. I'm was just ugly. saying they're still they're still doing the Hollywoodized thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, because like actors to look like actors. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, like, if they can do a random thing, like, where they're like, hey, give me that plastic bag back, because you're like, oh, yeah, shit, they don't make plastic bags anymore. Yeah, like, yeah, I love that little bit of just, like, I'm gonna need them. But, back. like, I'm sure, I'm sure they have toothpaste, I'm sure they smuggle toothbrushes and whatnot, or use other things to brush their teeth with. That's true, certain things are being manufactured, because they were literally saying, like, oh, yeah, the Oxy and, like, the other stuff from a place that's manufacturing yeah i mean like there's still ways to like make drugs and shit yeah, for so sure that's never gonna make, stop like, clothes and plastic and stuff theoretically but there's a limited supply of that but also like it's just funny to me because obviously there's always things like where you know you can um shit what's it called um where you know like not the benefit of the doubt, but where you can, like, turn off your brain, where, like, that oh, doesn't make sense. Of yes, thank you. It's like, what is that fucking phrase? Um, 
So like suspension of disbelief of a lot of things where I'm like, okay, they're cleaner than I think they would be in an apocalypse. That's fine. I can suspend my disbelief. Uh, but then they'll do things like the bag, but then they'll still have batteries for flashlights. And I'm just like... Are they solar battery, though? Because no. I'm just like, ba- battery, batteries like explode and leak out after a few well, years. Show that with the car battery. See, they just show it with a car battery, but, like, regular batteries. So it's, like, that's I mean, one thing where I'm just, like... Have, but quite honestly, good batteries don't. Like, cheap batteries, absolutely. But good batteries, when they go dead, it would take... Like, okay, this is 2023, right? 20 years after, theoretically, the last batteries could have been made. Most batteries would last around 10 years with charge in them. And theoretically, that's the shelf life. If you don't have charge in them they would leak most likely but not for a while and then if you're being if that's the thing so it's weird because there is suspension of disbelief there i do get where you're coming from but i don't think that it would be impossible to find batteries at that point still they're they're definitely going extinct but i don't think it's weird that they still have working ones and induction batteries were invented pretty early on too so they could absolutely just say that they have the shake lights you guys remember this? And, 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 and in the games, you do shake. In the games, you do shake the light too. To, oh yeah. To make it um, work again. That's so. right. They are shake lights in the game, right? Yeah. I mean, theoretically, I'm not trying to come up with the excuse for it. I a little bit am, but yeah, they they could totally be the shake ones. Because I remember that technology pretty early in the thousands. You know, you guys remember those commercials? Of, like the clear plastic ones that they'd like run over with a fucking truck and then throw it in an aquarium? Wait, what? They, they, uh, they I looked it up and on Energizer's website they say their batteries can last up to five years in storage. Yeah. Okay, so batteries, yeah. My point's gone then. <laughs> yeah. But the shake lights, I'll still stick to the shake lights. Oh, it does say they're lithium ones can last up to 20 years though so if they have a bunch of lithium batteries still plausible yo this just brings me back to my point on like uh on like an whenever i talk about like any kind of apocalypse scenario i always like to think about it's like what technology would we technically lose Mm -hmm. it's not about the fact that people wouldn't remember the technology it's the fact that the methods that we have or need to create a lot of different things would either be lost because the skilled hyper skilled like workforce that would be necessary for that most likely is gone but like you know there will be people who know how to make cheese again there will be people who know how to make you know uh uh, electricity again but no there there's very few people who will be able to manufacture uh specific like capacity uh, diodes and switches and all that kind of stuff because yeah. you know massive super technology that needs a lot of like technicality behind that you wouldn't be able to power so it's like what what things would you technically lose as a society if you lost 80% of the population immediately oof I can't think of I can't think of anything because technically if you're an engineer or you can do like some form of base um, work. I think the dude that helped um, Joel using the radio. Yeah. 
Exactly. You're going to have people who know how to, re- um, like, at some point, he probably knows how to repair radios and make the transistors yeah. and stuff for that. And that's probably, that's probably, that's probably passed now. Yeah, you're not wrong, but that's what I mean about, like, there's a difference between electricity and radios and, like, making penicillin. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we can't talk about Last of Us 2. Yeah, I can't tell. Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> Infections, man. God Right? Like, the amount of, like, videos I've seen on TikTok about people reacting to the Cordyceps virus, like how dipshits reacted to COVID... Like, yeah. just has me fucking rolling. Oh my god. Wait, yeah. how has people been reacting to it? You sent me some of those TikToks that are amazing. It, it'll be stuff like someone's like, oh, like someone's about to eat like a cookie, and they're like, oh, you know that the cordyceps is spread by flour. You know, I heard about that, but I did my own research, and then they eat the cookie. <laughs> <laughs> or what was it? The, the person that was like, that was like, what? Yes, I'm infected. What do you mean I shouldn't go see my family? Right. <laughs> I'll just be what do you mean I can't eat in this restaurant? Yeah, I'll, I'll just be cocking my shotgun. Yeah, go ahead, go see your family. Just do not <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I'll be uh, fine oh. right there. I just I okay. So I just I absolutely love again like how lived in this show feels. Yeah, and I really hope because I'm again I'm a little worried because. Hollywood does like to, um, I don't want to say glamorize, but like heroify people. Um, and I really want them to keep Joel like. I don't think so. As the bad guy that he is. I don't. I don't think they're gonna um, heroify no. him because Neil Druckmann is there all the way. He's gonna stay Pioche's vision. And, like, in the beginning, we know how cold-hearted Joey is and how he, like, beat the shit out of that man alive. Oh, yeah. But thing, that's what I'm saying, because they framed is... that as, like, a traumatic flashback to when his daughter died. So they're yeah. framing it as a sympathetic thing where he's like, oh, my God, the last time this happened, okay. people yeah. died. Speaking, okay, speaking of framing, okay, speaking of framing, we could go back to when... But, okay, the last time we see Joel is when his, like, at the beginning of the episode, right? Was when he's holding his daughter and she just died in his arms, right? Mm-hmm. And then it cuts back to, and it cuts to present time. We don't see yep. Joel. The next time we see Joel, he's carrying a dead, bo- a little boy oh, yeah. in his arms. Yeah. It just carried us, just like, have no emotion, don't care, you know, ca- just callously just drop the boy into the fire. You know, no, while the I person know. next to him, while the person next to him is I like, can't. I can't. But, yeah, so again, I know. They're like, they then are showing that he's doing all this for money so he can, one, get out of town, get this battery, and go to his brother versus the game where they were doing it for the guns. I can see where Benny's coming from because when we, when we met Tess, remember, sirs, Robert was more scared of Tess than, than he was of Joel. Yes. Yeah, yes. and in this they they definitely make it like Joel is the one to be scared of when in the game it was definitely a lot more test. Yeah. But but let me let me get this with you. Like Joel I think they stay true to Joel's character because if you remember, Joel does um horrible things for the people he loves. Or he does like things out of love. What's up? He does what's needed. He de- he does what's yeah. needed for to help the people that he loves. He he will do anything for them. And him getting that battery is a part of one of the things he does for the people he loves. 
I don't think he's, they're going to make him a good guy at all. I, think, I mean, you know, I think, like, they're still going to have him sort of do, like, the bad things, but also I'm just, I'm really scared they're going to, like... Heroize him. Quite yeah. Honestly, quite honestly, I think... Think about it this uh, just, just as slightly as a devil's advocate. What if this is part of what we were just talking about, a world where they have to take... The, they have to cut the fat on certain things, and they have to... Um, um, uh, what's the word we're saying? Uh, adapt it. So, for yeah. example, because in a video game world, we spend so much time literally playing the main character that we are already preconditioned to the idea that this person is a hero, and then it takes extra steps for the game to prove to us that he's not right. Yeah. But uh, in in this in this instance, since a fresh audience does not have that, they have to be shown the fact that this character is a person that is capable of great good to be able to deliver that emotional punch later that oh no he mm. is not because otherwise that's a good point people mm. on into the show go off if they immediately think that joel is a sh like a shit human or something or like it won't have that impact it won't have that impact and it's not going to be the same and then a lot of people are going to look at the show being like why do you guys like that show? That main character is horrible. He's an asshole, and then it's all Edge Lords following yeah. him in the same way of like So they. But I mean, like, because like obviously you got things like Breaking Bad. Like, Breaking Bad is like a perfect example of like a villain done right. Yeah, yeah. Now, and like, let's let's be real, guys. There's no way in hell. There's no way in hell. If we want to have the same conversation as we did the first game, is Joel a bad guy? Is he the villain? It's going to be those same conversations at the end of this TV show. Because why? remember what he does at the end? He yeah, fucking yeah. murders Marlene. He kills all the stuff. Future spoiler. Future spoiler. The game's been out for 10 years. True, but we don't know who's going to listen to this podcast who never the game played the, game. the The game's been out for 10 years. I feel like you should just like record, record a... a thing in the very beginning okay before to be like hey spoilers, spoilers for a 10 year old game <laughs> okay i'll do that i'll do that <laughs> and a new tv but, show that's coming I'll, up I'll, I'll keep my because i was that's why i've been if anyone's like wow Des, but, if, if any listener who's been listening to us but, like why i'm being quiet because i intend to drop spoilers so i'm gonna be very but quiet. like but, but like you know what i'm saying like there's no way in hell you can like re like go in and watch this whole series from start to finish and come out of it like is joe a good guy no the yeah. question is going to be is joe is a bad guy i don't think they're going to compromise him being a hero they may he, they may see him like christian mission before they may show him doing heroic stuff or doing amazing stuff uh, because he's facing people that's worse than him at the moment and it's justified because everything he's done up to this point is justified, right? We have little hints, hints and pieces of him being a bad person because he's like, oh, I remember when those Raiders jumped him. He's like, and Ellie's like, how did you know that was fake? Because because he says like, and he says like, because I've been on both sides of it. Yeah, you know, he has little hints and pieces of it, right? Yeah, and he tries to do good. He he just tries to do good, but in the end, he, he just like. Already... Sorry, sorry, go ahead. In the end, and we know what the conclusion comes. He's a selfish horrible person yeah yeah it the moment they did at least already set up the fact that he does not like the fireflies it's like you guys mm -hmm. you guys like mm -hmm. fuck with my brother and like turned him against me like that's already yeah motivation thing where at the moment makes it sound like it's justified but then later 
we can we can learn or it can be presented to the television <gasps> because again and, it's a uh, I just I loved that bit where like one Ellie and Joel first met and he literally just like fucking launches her into the wall. Yeah. Um yeah. obviously please do not throw children into walls. Uh but that was just that was great. I mean, and at then the moment he was like seeing a bunch of dead bodies. Yeah. Then, again, just it's one of those things where it's ambiguous because it's like he's justified in what he did. Yeah. He did just throw a kid. But then when like he's pointing the gun at her and then Marlene's like, hey, hey, not at her, at me. Like yeah. so it's like setting again that little like it's the breadcrumbs of like she's important. So for the people and, who don't know. Yeah. And, and another thing for Joel's character is that like when when they was making the deal with Marlene, he was like, okay, then if you go back on your word, we can just kill her right then and there. With yeah. no, with no battle of the eye, no, no fretting. And they know that she, he wasn't learning and stuff like that. And, um, shit. And, and when Tess like, yo, we're bad people. We, we, we need to know what your value is. So tell us what's up. So we know that we'll get something out of it. Yeah. But, oh, I just, I the first the, episode was great. The second episode, um, so good. The score. That intro for the fucking second episode. Like, wait, 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 before we go into the second episode, uh, what would you say, Desmond? The scoring for it. I'm like, I'm glad they got the, um, the composer from the games to come in to do the scoring for the show. Because here, mm, here in the, yes. here in the, the hook. We're, that we were synonymous with the theme of Last of Us come right in, and I'm just like, "There's that guitar." Song. No, 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 no. I was like, "Okay, let's go." Wish, wish before last question of episode one before we jump into episode two. What was more impactful of the um, of of Sarah's death of the beginning, the TV show or the game, or are they on equal footing? Equal, equal, equal but different. I got, I gotta say, I gotta say, man, I almost cried watching the show. I I feel the show did better. I think the show did better. I knew it was coming, and it did still make me cry. Yeah, I'm with Christian on this one. I was, I knew it was coming, and I'll give Nico Parker that she fucking sold it. And Pedro Pascal always, he goes in. You know that you like know his his that. sad cry towards Tommy in that moment, yeah, like, like because it's like he's looking at Tommy right as his daughter dies. So like the last person she sees is her dad looking away from her. Like oh. I was I was eating my chicken wing and I'm like we're gonna eat this chicken wing. And like that, in the in the silent cry too, when they cut out all the sound, he just lets out this feral scream. That's like yeah, or like that that cry of pain. Like, that like silent is like so impactful. The one like the most oh, continue. Oh, go for it, go for it. The emotion from that scene, it like just touched me more because of like the how it acted, the subtlety of it, like how Nico Parker was like when she was like touched, she's like. She like squealed even more yeah, and just like it was just like more painful. Like I felt like I felt like I was feeling her pain, like how she was doing it. Like yeah. I I don't know, it was just like so 
tragically, beautifully acted, acted, and gripping, and just like how helpless, like you just like in that moment with those characters, you just see it from their try to see it from their perspective, and it's just like. What would I do in that situation? I would feel so helpless. And he's just trying to comfort her as best he can. He's like, I know. I know. I got you. Like, it's going to be okay. But like, uh. It's just, like, both both moments are just horrifying. But, like, I feel like we just, we got a lot more time in the show with her. Mm -hmm. And, like, we still got all the beats of, like, from the game where you're like, mm, okay, Joel's a bit of an absent parent. Like, he still loves her. They love each other, but, like... But she's taking care of him. She's taking care of him. Like, and especially just the whole scene of her going into the city so you can slowly see just the slow unfold of society yeah. happening behind her. Like, the yeah. build-up. The build-up of collapse just was so so great with her and just like it's always so hard to like do a side character like right where you're like oh you're only gonna get like a few minutes of screen time but we need people to love you and like she fucking nailed it mm -hmm. and yeah that like, scene was just ugh. quite honestly that that whole moment was like the part that got me like actually going was her acting and like the the what what Ray mentioned like the literal perception of just like every single time you move and like you're you're being moved you're just experiencing nothing but full pain in that moment yeah as much as you're trying to say or do anything else it's just mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that part that part was just like oh crap like I again I know what's coming but holy shit. Yes, yeah. it. I was I was powering through chicken wings. I'm like, no, no, we're gonna get, we won't eat this chicken wings. We're gonna eat this chicken wings. We're not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> that wonderful, job. wonderful job. You see, he's using the see... chicken wing to soak up the tears. No, he seasons his chicken wing with his tears. You know, like a nice, <laughs> he's just like... a nice seasoned teary chicken wing. The best tasting. <laughs> That's the secret to my seasoning. I see. <laughs> my tears. Salty. I just, I can't tell you, like, I watched that episode, like, three times already. Three it's, times. Uh, it's just... Three times. And that so... moment does not get le any less impactful than yeah. Stella at all. It was just, like... If I oh, had man. to put, like, top ten moments of, like, TV, the most emotional moments of TV, oh. that'd be number one. Yeah. That right there be number one. If they don't win fucking awards for that moment, yeah. And then it's just because it's especially like it's the double whammy because we just watch Sarah die, and then all of a sudden we jumped twenty years later to watch another kid die, and that's like. But I thought that was such a beautiful way to one introduce like. Mm -hmm. The infection, the how it works. The infection, quarantine, the whole city. Like, it was just such a great way to do it. And I also, I appreciate that they added, like, a little humanity to Fedra. Because, obviously, like, in the games themselves, humanity itself is a major villain. Because you're not only fighting fucking Fedra, you're fighting roving bands of fucking psychos yeah. um fungus people 
Like, there's, there's humanity, humanity is just fucking you up every which way there are in those games. <laughs> and so, like, to just the woman, the actress, whoever they got to play the the Fedra agent, where she just, like, her little facial twitches, like, especially, yeah, like, when yeah. she sees the positive yeah. sign. Yeah. Like, but you know still she trying felt to... Bad. Oh, Still trying you to comfort a kid? Tra- yeah. yeah! She's like, I, I, I can't do anything for you, but I'm going to try to make your last moment as comfortable as possible, let you feel warm and safe and yeah. comforted. Just like, th- this is the cl- this is the best I could do for you. Yeah. It was, it was it was a really sly, like, just keep looking at the sunset. Yeah. Look but at I the just... flowers. Oh my god, <laughs> look at the flowers! But I do, I appreciate, like, the... The dichotomy, because, like, especially with, like, any military slash government entity, you're going to have douchebags and good people (laughs) working for you, because humanity is full of douchebags and cool people. Um, But, like, to also just see, like, the one Fedra guy that was, like, yeah, hooked on drugs now, because, like, literally that's the only thing that can get me through this fucking hellscape that we currently live in. Um, so I kind of hope to see more Fedra, but I also kind of don't, because I feel like even in the game, I was like, I don't care about you guys. Like, I don't think we, I don't think we're going to get more of them, right? Um, we are, because um, um, what's that actress's name? Uh, I recently watched Psych, and I was like, oh, Melanie Lensky. She's playing, apparently playing the head of the um, Fedra. Mm, oh, I see. Yeah, I guess they are going to encounter them more. Um, and they do in the game, right? Too. So, like, I know that's that more in like Last of Us too, because I don't remember ahead of Fedra in the first game. No, I don't because either. I know, I know, I know. We encounter Fedra. Um, they track you down all the way to the um, Capitol building. Yeah. Yeah. And Which, that's the last I remember. We'll have to and put we'll have to put a pin in that and to talk that, about it for the second episode. And with that, we'll go right into episode. You want to wait till rating episode one and two towards the end, or you want to rate episode one now before we go into two? Now, uh, all right, Ray, since you're ready to go, what would you gonna give episode one? Eleven out of ten. <laughs> that's you know, nice. I concur. Four ecstatic about a show. Yeah. I'll give it a I was going to give it 9.75 out of 10. I'll give it a, <laughs> my rating scale, I'll give it a 5 out of 5. Okay. Uh, for me, it's just straight up 10 out of 10. It's, it's one of the best things I've seen in a while. It, it's up there for me getting kicked in the fucking teeth with uh, the first episode of uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. If you haven't seen that, watch um, the first episode of Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Holy fuck. We've been getting lots of good game adaptions lately. Let's go. Fucking hell. Right? And and I just hate the conversation how like people are saying like, oh there's been good game adaptions. Okay. Mm. Let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be let's be real here. Let's be real here. Animation game um adaptions are much more they get it more right than wrong. It's, exactly, yeah. it lives. It's easier. Exactly. Yeah. I wasn't trying to use that word, 
But yes, it is easy. I feel like my perception of it is easier because you can still dip in and out of reality as you please. Mm-hmm. In video, in video games, translating it to actual real life, life action. Now that's hard. Yeah, now that's hard. Like I, I like I unironically love the Super Mario Brothers movie, but because it is so fucking bad, it is a horrible bad adaptation it's a bad movie but i love it because it's bad it is so bad it's enjoyable i own it on blu-ray i'll be i'll be honest one of the best ones i've seen recently i really enjoyed both sonic movies i'm gonna have to admit those are solid yeah i don't like pokemon really solidly good the acting was done well and like the it's it's been a while since i've seen a second movie better than the first one you're um, talking about detective pikachu i, I was gonna no. say i was gonna i was gonna say for me i may not like pokemon i thought detective pikachu was really fucking good like mm. the, the blending of pokemon in the real world i'm like not gonna lie i want a fucking pokemon now in the real, fucking real world like let's fucking go Right? Like, mm. like, give me fucking Gyarados. I walk down the street. Oh, you want to fuck with me? Like, yo, Gyarados, fuck this motherfucker. Up. I'm very, very upset that you didn't make the let's fucking Pokemon go. It was right there. It was right there for you to use. Yeah. But to get this, just wrap this tangent up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there has been recent years a lot of good adaptions but none to the level are acclaim of the last of us yeah yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna and i think (laughs) and i think with this adaption we can say safely say after this adaption the last of us is one of the best stories ever Mm mm-hmm Without them saying, without well, saying like it's the best video game adaption, without well, saying that like oh it's it's a good game video game adaption, and like they having a conversation right now in Twitter saying like oh Last of Us is not the best game, um, the best game story, Mass Effect is or this is this yeah blah 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 blah. After it like reaches all these acclaims, all these awards, all these uh, eyes and respect and reviews on the story. At what point do we just go? That's a great ass story. Yeah, like, yeah, that's a good point. Like, when when does a story transcend its own medium? No. Okay. Do you want to know? Here, this is just this is for the fans in the know for this controversy that happened like ten plus years ago, however much it was. Um. Uh. We have a great review here for The Last of Us on the Roger Ebert website. Oh, no. So, it's almost like video games are art. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm. I know it's not Roger Ebert himself because that fucker died, but I just think it's really funny that, uh, That they give a, a good review to the video, uh, this video game TV and, show. And I think there's a lot of vitriol out there for The Last of Us, uh, for the storytelling, because a lot of people 
are are like personally attached to each of the stories in their games that they like, like Mass Effect, Dragon Age, all these mm-hmm. other games. And for them to be overlooked and for everyone to have just last ups in the conversation for the best story from games and then those overlooked, it causes people to be upset. But like, yeah, I, th- uh, I, I think I'll continue. I was going to say, I think those type of people just um, don't enjoy storytelling. If you're mm. if you're complaining about what makes one better than the other instead of enjoying the story that's being told, yes. then I, yes. I feel like you shouldn't have a, an opinion on saying what yes. what. Like I, if one of us wins, we all win. Yeah. Because like, yeah. as much as I'm one of the... I mean, come on. I've said it many times. I've played Mass Effect and Dragon Age over and over and over again. But I can, I, even, mm-hmm. I can admit what I'm getting out of Last of Us is not what I get out of Mass Effect and Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because mm-hmm. you appreciate storytelling. Yeah, so like if I, I was like, there's no, I was like, the only thing out of the whole Mass Effect series that got me a little bit emotional, only because it was like ham-fisted from the start, like, oh, right, Shepard is meant to be with Liara's, that, that one little bit where you hear the quiver and Liara's voice about Shepard having to go without them. That's like the only little bit, but that's towards the end of the series. This game from the get go lets you know, like, yo, people's we're not die. playing. We're not playing. <laughs> you have emotions, and we are gonna make you feel all of them. Yeah, like, are, are you? Like, are you sure that that was, your favorite part was it going to uh, Rex and having them say Shepherd? You saying Rex? <laughs> Like there was two <laughs> moments in the game of Ma- of in uh, Last of Us. One we already got, and one I am hoping. I know we're gonna get it, and I hope we don't. Oh, get it. are you talking about David? You know what I'm. No, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I am the, so the, scared the, the for two, that. The two brothers. The two brothers. Oh my god, I am so scared for oh. that too. Fucking okay, Sam and um. The, um Henry, shit, what's Henry, it? Henry. Henry? Yeah. As the older sibling the as the older sibling of three brothers, that would make me stop playing the first Last of Us games for a year before coming back. Because Last of Us One came out during the passing of my mother. Having mm. been told, take care of your siblings, then go in and play Last of Us One. Get to Ooh. that moment. And it's no. like I can't. I emotionally compromise. I can't. I'm done with this game for a while. Genuinely and the person, terrified. The person that's playing, um, which one's the younger one, Sam or Henry? Um, Sam. The one that's, the one that's playing Sam, um, he's deaf. The, uh, the mm. actor is deaf. So they're going to be doing sign language the whole time. Between oh, the two. shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I, hope to, I hope to God they do make a change where they have a somewhat happier ending but i also feel like they no, won't. They, no 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 yeah. people die people die if you were to even say that <laughs> Benita, Benita, you don't deal drag i know i know but get ready to cry man. get ready to cry i'm gonna call the you first up first goddamn time i played that game like just i cried so much during the last of us oh my god Are i cried so right much now? no <laughs> but oh fuck okay okay so yeah that i'm like 
dread like just dreading but what i am very excited about is goddamn bill like i'm so excited to see bill and i'm also very i am very excited to meet frank because like they just gave you enough breadcrumbs in that story to be like okay i need to know (laughs) how you guys were gay lovers like i need to i need like and we get that love story I need I need to see I need to see how this relationship played out. So and, and that's the thing. It that's the beauty of this um and that's the beauty of this adaption, right? It adds context. It adds yeah. the missing pieces that we would get in the game. And yeah. I hope and I hope they do that for Isha's story. Because mm-hmm. like the little that we got between like Tess and Joel fucking loved it. And the like, the, the subtle like you know there was he's still like with, like withdrawn but you still see like there's moments of like at some point you did care for one another yeah but like how you see like again okay so this is going into spoiler talk so do we want to talk like chronologically of the TV show or are we okay with jumping around I think there's already been jumped yeah we already been jumping around okay because when you can just literally tell that he really, he desperately wants to kiss her, but he knows he can't. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. And then she gets that kiss. Oh, that crap. pissed Fuck me off. Kiss. That pissed me off. I'm like, really? I hated and loved that scene in equal measure because, like, it's such a violation, but it was filmed in such a way that you were like, like... It was filmed in, like, a romantic way. Like, the soft focus. The, like, little zooming in. You're like, oh, this is an intimate moment. This is wrong. (laughs) I just did not like this. This is so fucking wrong. (sighs) I would say, if I'm going to review episode two early, that that scene between Tess and that fucking... What fungi monster? What like what were we gonna call these ones? We can't he, call he them. Was half no. Click, he was half clicker. No, it was a, it was a it was a stalker. It a was st- a stalker. A stalker. I'm giving this episode a four point five. Like it was a solid no, episode, not, but that end part just really fucked it up for me. Let's be real. Like the re the even the fact that they put that in the story is yeah. that happening, and they know it's gonna be polarizing for the audience, and people be like all put off put by it. Yeah, but they don't care. Is there one of the reasons why I love them? I so I hate it because it was a subversion, obviously, like a good subversion. Because like in the game, she goes out like a fucking badass, you yeah. know. Like she I takes people out. down with her, like, and then she just she goes out like a badass, like she was. And I was like, yes, perfect. But like, I also like that this one subverted it one because it made it clickers instead of Fedra. Because like again. Fedra's whatever. Like they are the most. They are the most forgettable like villains of The Last of Us. Um, other than like the set pieces, obviously, of other people rising up to bring them down. Um, but just the fact that like she had a great plan to go out like a badass, and she sort of at like. She still kind of does, but it is more of a whimper. Like, mm-hmm. literally, it's the hand that started twitching 
and showcasing that the fucking infection was taking root is the last piece that had like the humanity left in her that was able to flick that and goddamn lighter. Anna Torv, gotta give it. I'm, like, she's my MVP. For this if you have not watched Fringe, watch Fringe. Or Mindhunters. Oh, spoiler alert! They canceled that season because Netflix so, is so fucking so. garbage. Fringe is such a bad show. What are you talking about? Oh, Netflix fuck. Never- I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> What'd you say, Christian? I said, what are you talking about? Netflix has never canceled a show that was successful. <laughs> oh. People were roasting oh, shit no. out of them. But, okay, to talk about, like, the great fucking ending, and then let's jump back to that beginning, because that fucking intro in Jakarta yeah. was bomb, bomb. phenomenal. She was like, just bomb, bomb it all. Bomb. <laughs> the absolute terror when when she like fucking like her oh, hand was, was shaking her hand was shaking when he was like oh there's 14 unaccounted and she's holding that teacup right. and you're like yeah oh, she almost spilled it and she's oh, like oh fuck. No. then she's like, like yeah this- we're fucked we're fucked we are fucked um just bomb it <laughs> blink no. <laughs> oh. And then, just like, like, that's a different type of horror, too, right? It's, it's yeah, like, and then it's just, it's so funny because, again, like, Neil Druckmann directed this. And I'm like, man, kudos. You can fucking direct a goddamn video game and you can direct a goddamn show. Like, great fucking job. But to go from, like, the abject terror of we're fucked, you gotta bomb us, or we're, or we're dead, to then, like, this serene picture of ellie sleeping in like a fetal position <laughs> like she's, she's like, newborn new birth, like new birth like new life uh, and, that's, and like, that one scene uh, too it let's not forget before she left she was like can i, can I go can someone drop me home please i gotta go see my family yeah, just she's like, take me home. Like I'm gonna no, die with my family. Like, everything uh, is so well acted. Just like, uh, oh, like, and damn. like I. So I uh, read online that even the people they got to play clickers, like they took him to almost like a, a clicker boot camp, so that they would move like the clickers in and the game. Their friends of the, and their friends of the uh, game too. Just, I remember when you hear that first, they heard first yells like, "Yep, that was the clickers Mm -hmm. (laughs) from a distance." Yeah, and I like how they designed the set, just like how you designed the game. I just recently played Last of Us uh, Part One, and like that museum thing was all the same in the game, and the fact that like they stepped on glass and alerted Mm -hmm. the clickers, just like you do in the game, just exactly like you did in the game. So good. I remember when I saw this, I was like, "Oh shit." how they ramped up the tension in there obviously because like one showcasing like how quickly like um the infected can grow so like the one scene where they were trying to be like hey we're gonna go the long way because it's the safer way and then they're like fuck no it's not because like it's so easy for the infected to To be alerted to to infect new people and that's i think like the greatest thing because it it shows like communication because obviously then she explains that they have like their little like 
is it micellar micellar my mycelium mycelium network thank you um my captain my captain (laughs) so like all real fungal terms and yeah so mushrooms talk to each other in the wild the cordyceps fungus can literally communicate with itself and that is the key to every battle that is the key to winning is communication and we have not had like humans themselves in this have not had good communication for 20 mm-hmm. years and mm-hmm. that's why we're fucked we're because losing. like there's no central thing you've got like a Fedra hub in Boston, but then you've got like fucking fireflies somewhere else. You've got, um, I've made it far enough in the last of two that I'm like, you got wolf and wolves over here. So like, you've got all these bands that are popping up to be like, now we're going to be in control. Um, because it's, it's disorganized and there's no clear communication. I want to say my favorite line in this episode. And I felt that it was like, you out of breath. You climb ten flights of stairs with our bad knees and see how you feel. Oh my. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I feel you. <laughs> God damn. I love that Jen is now starting to get excited at the things that they specifically put in the shows to, for old people to connect. Because it's like, yeah. Because um, um, my little brother who um can stand horror movies, but he watching The Last of Us, and he was like, Why is Joel and um Tess moving so slowly? I was like. Did you hear Tess say a little, a little earlier about them having bad knees? They are older. Because yeah. I know full well. It's either going to it's, it's gonna be like a topsy-turvy if I will survive with bad knees. Like, it's like, <laughs> like I know, I'm going to die. Like, what the fuck's the point of me going out there? Yeah? Like, no, I'm not going out there. Like, fuck that. I'm just going yeah. to stand there and be like this. Once I get bit, you shoot me in the head. I'm telling you this now. Just shoot me in the head. Just without a thought. But that's, like, just, again, the streamlining. Because, like, the scene where, like, they're going through the hotel, obviously, was, like, later on in the game after Tess. Yeah. But, like, they're like, oh, we can at least move that here. Like, have them all do it. Give them a little bit, you know, chance to talk and bond. Learn a bit more about each other. But, like, just that whole thing setting up the fact that Ellie can't swim. <laughs> so we're going to hear Ellie get on the pallet. No, they definitely are going to have that. Get on the pallet. Oh my god, that would be really funny. I need a throwaway joke, though, where he like pushes it forward and she's like, how the fuck do you expect me to float on that? Like, how? Yeah. Um, but just, oh, and then of course the build-up to the fucking museum and like oh just again it's the tension ramping the tension for the clickers because like they're being like you can tell that like if joel and tess you who you've only known for like one episode so far are like you shut the fuck up you don't speak you be fucking silent like you're like oh shit oh shit obviously from the game like gamers were like oh god oh god but like people who don't know like uh, yeah that's why I really do wish Jason was here so we could be like Jason. Yes. Jason. How scared were you at that moment? <laughs> we need to know. We need to know. We need to. We need to uh, bully Jason harder into watching. Yes. We do not. I mean, it bullying. did. Okay, look. How, how many months did it take us to bully them into watching Our Flag Means Death? 
we only bully our friends. Okay? We, but we need a bully. We need a bully question as well to watch this too. Um, we got well within the campaign in D and D when we was making a lot of um, jokes and references within what we. Um, uh, our flag means death for them to be like. All right, I need to watch the show to understand the jokes you three are making. Yeah, yeah. So if we just start making Last of Us jokes in the middle of every conversation, <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, we suck. Don't be like us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just oh, the music. God, the museum scene was so good. The makeup was so fucking beautiful. Uh, oh yeah, I was like, like horrifying, the, but beautiful. The dried up, um, the dry up um, cordyceps right in front of the museum. Like, oh shit. And even just like showing, okay, one that far out scene where you can see just how many bodies were piled up in the stairwell. Mm-hmm. But also then when you're walking by and you still see like the facial features of the people that were absorbed by this fungus and you're just like the fuck never thought of seeing this in live action oh just perfectly preserved and i'm like just oh i like i loved that they like they sort of added the scene where like Ellie gets bit, so one, they can be like, haha, see, she is immune. Uh, but also just to try and, like, deflect away, where you're like, oh, hey, maybe maybe Tess didn't get bit. And then, like, Tess, Even though no, then they get like, immediately like, to you, her, and you're like, oh, fuck, she did. Yeah, she's... you see you see her facial expressions, too? Like, yep. Oh, yeah, she, yep. oh, God, just so, so fucking well done. So well done. And just... And a horror, and just the horror when they finally get there to the house, uh, or to the capital, or whatever, and they're all fucking dead, and she's just like, no, like, ugh, ugh, and then she gets the just worst kiss, kiss of death, just mm. the fucking worst. Mm. But I am still, I am so fucking hyped for Nick Offerman. Like, I can't wait to see what he does with Bill. Like, oh, I can't wait. When that was announced, I was like, perfect casting. This is not Arby's. (laughs) He's like, but you have to pay money for a restaurant. (laughs) I was like, oh, you guys are going to be adorable together. I just know So this is the first time we're going to see Frank. Um, like walking and talking because I don't remember seeing Frank in the, um, in the, in the no he was dead oh we saw yeah. him <laughs> we, we saw, saw him, him. We, we saw we saw him swinging oh goodness um and then you you had to deliver the most heartbreaking breakup note in the history of breakup notes apparently <laughs> fuck I felt I felt so bad for giving that note to Bill in the game Cause and I he was just like, crumples it. And then he throws it away, and then you can, like, go pick it back up. And then I'm like, yeah, look, here, I'll keep your breakup note for you, Bill, so you don't ever have to look at it again. Okay, thanks, bye. It's in my inventory now forever. <laughs> it's in my inventory forever! But, oh. And I'm so scared, like, I'm so scared, because, like, so many of just those random things, the little notes you would find, the pictures were truly, like, some of the most heartbreaking things 
as well. Like, I was playing The Last of Us 2, and this is obviously, like, not a huge spoiler. But I there was a house of a, and it was a Dear Santa letter. A little boy asking Santa to get him a gun so he could help his dad fight the clickers. And I was just like, fuck you, Neil Druckmann. Like, excuse me. Fucking Ex- excuse me. Like, what the hell? Did, didn't Neil Druckmann have a, um, a, a co writer with him on these games? I feel like it was just like more than one person on Last of Us. So, so the first Last of Us, it was Bruce Traley and um, uh, it was Bruce Traley and Neil Druckmann. Um, in the second game, he brought over someone from HBO uh, that wrote for. Uh, that work that wrote for Westworld on HBO to help mm-hmm. her with the second game, and her name is Haley. Um, so him, uh, so Herman Haley both wrote the story for number two, while him and Bruce um, worked on the first game together. Bruce was the game director, while um, Neil Druckmann was the uh, head writer, I think, for the game. I believe for the number one and number two, Bruce became co-president of Naughty Dog. Um, during the game, so, so yeah, he had help. Okay. I mean, I feel like most of these big AAA games will have a writing team. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you. like you've got that like too. the head writer. There's always that. So one, like, there's always that one person who's like, who may have directed that scene, or may have been like, "Yo, let's do this to fuck with our players." <laughs> now let's Yo, really fuck with their minds. I I really. I really do sympathize with that thought, though, in a creative process. <laughs> like, how do we fuck over our audience in a really fun way? Right? <laughs> also, but, like, I also want to know, like, did any of these writers make themselves cry? Where there's, like, they're spitballing things, you know? And then, and then it's like they're one-upping each other on the trauma, and then before they know it, they're just, like, crying over coffee. And then there's just, like, one producer in the corner of the room just crying, being like, <gasps> so rich. Oh, my God. We got it. We got it, God damn. <laughs> so, episode three, this coming Sunday, we get to meet Bill and Frank. Fucking I'm so excited to see the heights where this yeah. show is going to go. The, what gaps they're going to fill. Yeah. Just like the lore, the story. Just like. I like that I'm, they're oh. building off of the game. They're building mm-hmm. on top yeah. of the game. Because I'm excited to see like how in depth they'll get. Um, you know, like Bill's Town. Because, like, that was like a fucking trap heavy. <laughs> town so i'm wondering if like they're gonna be like oh you have to like walk exactly like i walk there's a secret path you gotta get to Mm -hmm. to be like safe from from all his shit or if he's just literally like have a maze of like infected that just surround his town as a as a barrier i think we saw a little bit of it with that electric fence uh in the preview so we're yeah, I think he's gonna be just the same build. And he finds Frank in the hole too, right? So Yeah. That's like a 
Yeah, that's another trap for him. So, yeah, I think he's going to be very good with his traps. I'm and just... I just can't wait. I just can't wait for him and Ellie just, like, to quit back and forth. Because oh they have to yes. to begin with. They had such great, like, fucking hate chemistry. Like, also, I do need just the throwaway gag of her stealing a comic book. Right? No, she didn't steal a comic book. She stole fucking porn, a porn magazine. And, well, she did. I mean, she also stole that. She she stole she stole a lot. But, yeah, okay, if they she, also do have the gay magazine. like She's like, why are these pages stuck together? <laughs> yeah. And like, um, fuck. Oh yeah, another moment too. Like they take these like small moments out the game too, and put it in the TV show. Like, remember in the second episode, she's like, "Oh, how 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 may I help you, lady? Can I help you with your bags? How long you staying?" The whole weird scene where she's like, uh, "Acting like she works at the hotel." Yeah. Yeah. Like they put that. They took that from the game. So like, it's just. I don't know, man. I, I'll just. I just love that they're making something better, you know. Uh, I I could definitely appreciate that. Are you guys rating it? I already rated mine's four point five out of five. I'm giving it another nine point seven five out of ten. Christian. Bro, no, oh, never mind. Yes, yes, never mind. Question mark. Um, for me, we'll give it a twelve point five. The character design from the clickers, the affected. Oh so my you're, gosh! Well, you're going the higher co- than the episode. Yes, yes. The horror of the clickers and how like de- detail oriented it is to the clickers, and like how they shot the scene where Joe was like loading his uh, pistol up, mm-hmm. like how he was like loaded up the Colt and like. Um, you can see, like, when he dropped the bullets, the clicker, you don't notice the bullets, like, the soft sounding of the bullets. Mm-hmm. And the Joe started loading up his gun, and the camera stirred, like, oh. slowly stirred away from the clicker. So good. Where yeah. you, where you're in, like, Joe's perspective, we don't know where the clicker's at, but you yeah. know it's coming. And so you don't know where it's at, and so you take the perspective of Joe in that moment. Like, clever editing like that mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. Just, oh. So good. So fucking good. So. And again, just like how they've just sort of updated the Cordyceps virus to be just even more terrifying than it was in game. Because I'm telling you right now, if instead of the spore sections where you just had to walk around with the gas mask, if I had to be like fucking quick time eventing through some <laughs> area so he didn't step on a goddamn vine and wake up a fuck ton of those at like oh I probably never would have finished those fucking games mm-hmm. that's, that's why some things work in video games and TV shows when they don't work in each other you know it oh. makes sense for a video game to kill lots of people yeah, doesn't make sense in the TV show. Doesn't make sense for you to creep around over like um, those cordyceps tendrils. Mm-hmm. When in the TV show, it works well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like this is how this like this is how you adapt. You know, yeah. this is like 
you could tell that they sat in the re- like in the writers' room, like, okay, does this work? Does this work? How about this idea? You know, does this make yeah. sense in the game? Does this make sense in the TV show? You know, so. Yeah, I was gonna say so, I was gonna say something similar to that aspect of like them probably going through the game, like seeing what will work, what don't work in translation. Uh, Critical Role's Legends of Vox Machina, like they, that was seen in an interview. They said they literally went through their entire campaigns. That first campaign was like, all right, this works. All right, you did too much talking here. Like that, we this won't be translated into the show. And that's why I thought when I was watching Vox Machina as well. So it was like, okay, yeah. that that definitely works. And if you want just as much of an emotional punch like The Last of Us, go watch The Legends of Vox Machina first season and this current season. Hold. I'll just say this. Everybody fucking dies. No one, no one is exempt, okay? Like Last of Us, no one is fucking exempt. Everybody fucking dies. If you want to watch, if you like this, go watch this other show. All of them are. You are the fucking worst. Everyone dies. With spoilers. Like, I swear to fucking God. Every. I take. I take. No, no, no. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. We have to have this fucking conversation with you where you're like, oh, all I'm going to say is everybody fucking dies. Guys, like that's a goddamn spoiler. Like, what the fuck? I, I just think it, I took it as him saying that, like, um, people are susceptible to dying. Thank you. Just, like, no one's safe. Fuck. That, that's Jesus. No, I'm, I'm way properly fucking conveyed it. I didn't. Oh my fucking god. You know what? Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to this episode. Space I collect the podcast. Our discussion <laughs> of episode one and two of The Last of Us. Tune in next week for episode three, where we get to meet Bill and Frank. And I'm gonna be mad if everyone dies. (laughs) And with that, be mindful of the clickers. Mind the mind the clickers, please.